I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and brain health expert, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for working moms who are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a working mom with big career dreams, I know what it's like to not have enough time in the day and to lack the skills and confidence to reach your goals. I have spent years understanding how our brains work and learning what holds us back from having the courage to reach our dreams. Each week, I'll be sharing practical strategies to help you find more time in your day, build your confidence, fight back against mom guilt, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Bold Life Podcast. Today, I want to share a secret strategy that athletes, musicians, and successful business people from all areas use to train their brains. Stay tuned to learn how you can use the strategy in your own life to boost your confidence. You've probably heard me talk about how much I love watching the Olympics. It's so much fun to cheer for my home country, but what I love most is watching these athletes that have dedicated their lives to this moment. They've worked so hard, put in so many years of practice and dedication to get to this point, and I love watching them succeed. As much as I want Canada to win, it breaks my heart when any athlete makes a mistake because I know how hard they work to be there. And secretly, I totally wish everyone could just win and all get first place, or at least do their personal best because they've worked so hard to get to that point. What I've always been fascinated by when I watch the Olympics is how athletes have train themselves to focus so well on their success, how they can dedicate so much time, effort, even financially sometimes to this one competition, to getting themselves to the Olympics. And the more I've studied athletes, the more I learned that they train their minds as well as their bodies. Have you ever watched Olympic athletes before they compete? I notice it a lot with swimmers. You'll see them sitting on the side of the pool, waiting for their heat. They have their headphones on and their eyes closed. Have you ever wondered what they're doing? Part of what they're doing is kind of pumping themselves up, getting ready to go, building that energy. But what they're also doing with their eyes closed is mentally rehearsing their movements. These swimmers are sitting there, they have their eyes closed, and they're practicing their performance in their minds. They're running through what it's going to be like to take each stroke how many strokes they need to take to reach the end of the pool, what it's going to feel like to turn around in the pool and go back the other way. They're picturing this in their mind so vividly, it's actually like they're performing. They imagine what it feels like for their arms to go through the water, what the water will feel like on their body. They can feel their muscles tighten as they start to swim through. They'll notice what they hear, what they see all the feelings and sensations, they're really trying to put themselves there. Again, they're practicing in their minds, right? They don't just do this before the competition. They've been doing this throughout their training as well. This type of mental rehearsal and mental practice is something that athletes use all the time. And we know from studies that we do on athletes that this type of mental practice, mental rehearsal, actually improves their performance. Athletes that do this do better than athletes who just practice in the pool alone. Interesting, right? So what researchers find is that when these athletes are practicing their moves in their mind, say it's a swimmer who's imagining themselves taking the perfect stroke, 
their body changes as if they're actually doing the movement. There'll be changes in their metabolism, their breathing, their muscles. Their body is reacting as if they're actually in the pool. This mental practice, this mental rehearsal is helping them train their bodies as if they're actually doing it. Super amazing, right? What this means is that we don't have to physically do the action for our brains to learn. As we know from studying athletes that when they're mentally practicing, they're running through their routine, they're running through their moves, they're training their brain to do better without actually having to practice the movement physically. Super interesting. We can learn through the power of our mind to imagine ourselves in these situations. And it's not just athletes who can take advantage of this brain trick. Public speakers will do this. They'll practice doing their presentations in their mind. They'll picture themselves getting up in front of the audience, what it's going to look like, what they're going to feel, what they're going to see, what they're going to hear, practice themselves giving their speeches. And we know that improves their performance. Artists will do this as well. Singers, um, actors, actresses will also do this type of mental practice and mental rehearsal. And we know that we can use this mental practice to train our brains for all these different disciplines. Even, you know, everyday type professions, business people will practice leading meetings or completing negotiations. All of this will help their brain learn. Remember, the more we practice, the easier things get. The more we practice, the more our confidence grows. So if we can use this type of mental rehearsal, mental imagery, picturing ourselves doing these activities in our minds, it allows us to train our brains without actually doing it, without actually getting up to give that presentation, without actually getting in the pool to do that swimming. Yes, the actual doing it part is important too, but we can use this mental training as an add-on to strengthen our minds. We use imagery in medicine as well to promote things like relaxation, manage pain, and manage stress because we know the power that our mind has. Uh, I know when I was pregnant, one of the things that I worked on were different relaxation techniques that involve imagining relaxing settings to help control pain. And we know that this type of mental imagery can be really effective in pain management, even in something as challenging and potentially painful as labor. It's amazing the control that our minds have over our bodies, and we can really use this to our advantage. We can use this mental training to learn confidence as well. The same way that athletes do mental practice to get better at their swimming stroke or better at their shot or better at whatever athletic activity they're doing, we can use this mental imagery to train our brain for confidence. This type of mental rehearsal is like practice for the brain. It triggers learning in the brain. Let's walk through an example of how this would work. Say you have a big presentation to give at work, but you're terrified, shaken down to your toes at the thought of getting up in front of your colleagues. You just want to run to the hills. You do not want to do this. You can use mental imagery to train your brain so you're more confident when you actually get to the presentation. Couple tips here. You want the mental picture to be as vivid as you can. Imagine yourself actually getting up to give that presentation. Imagine what you would see what's going to be in the room, what you would hear, smell, taste, and feel. And also imagine the emotions that you're going to experience. Are you going to be nervous, a little bit excited, a little bit scared? We know that this mental rehearsal, mental practice is more effective, the more realistic we can make it. The better we can 
mentally picture ourselves in that situation, the more we can get our body to respond so it feels like we're actually there, the stronger that learning for our brain and the better the effect of this practice. Our brains learn faster and stronger with that emotional connection. So here's what I want you to do. Sit in a comfortable position with your back up straight, your feet planted firmly on the floor, put your hands comfortably on your lap and close your eyes. Take five deep breaths. Breathe in through your nose as you count to five slowly. Then breathe out slowly through your mouth as you count to five. Breathe in and out. In and out. Now I want you to picture in your mind yourself standing in front of your colleagues to give your presentation. Imagine what you're going to see in this room. Are you in a conference room? Is there a table in front of you? Are there chairs in front of you? Windows? What does the room look like? Who's going to be there? Do you know what colleagues will be there? Where they're probably going to sit? Picture them in their chairs. Picture the projector that you're using, your slides up on the screen, or whatever other aids you have with you to help with your presentation. What do you hear? Can you hear the sounds of your colleagues rustling with their papers? Can you hear the hum of the computer or the projector? Is there any interesting smells like coffee or donuts that you brought to the meeting? Remember, you're trying to make this as vivid as possible. You want your brain to actually picture yourself in this moment. So thinking about everything you see, smells, what you can hear, even what you can feel, how cold is the room, maybe is there a breeze from the air conditioning, put your brain in that moment. Then start walking yourself through your presentation. Picture yourself standing up in front of that group. What are you going to say first? How are you going to move? Are you going to walk around while you give your presentation or stay standing at a podium? Are you going to gesture to certain areas, ask for questions? Remember, you're doing a mental practice. So you want to walk yourself through this presentation as if you're actually doing it as vivid as possible, just like those athletes do that we talked about when they're trying to imagine and they're trying to do that mental practice, that mental imagery. So take time to get used to. It's going to be hard at first if this is something that you've never done before, but just like any other skill, this mental training will get better with practice. Again, think of your mind like a muscle. It's going to be a little bit hard at first when you start doing this. Might even feel a bit uncomfortable or hurt a little bit, but it will get easier over time. The more that you do this mental practice, the more your brain's going to learn. So your confidence is going to go up. It's normal to lose focus a little bit at first when you're doing these activities. It's normal for it to feel a bit weird. Like I said, if you find yourself getting distracted, trouble staying in that moment, trouble doing that mental picture, just bring yourself back. Refocus on what you see, what you feel, pick up again where you left off. The more times you picture yourself being successful in these moments, the more confidence your brain will have the day of your actual presentation. It's like your brain has already done it a hundred times, right? Remember, this is a type of mental rehearsal, mental practice. And it doesn't have to be an activity as big as given a formal presentation that you can use this mental practice and this mental rehearsal for. 
Say you want to have a conversation with a friend that you've been dreading having. You want to ask for a favor or ask them to do something, but you're really lacking the confidence. Running through that activity in your mind a whole bunch of times will help. Again, picture yourself talking to that friend, bringing up that topic you've been avoiding. The more you do it in your mind, the easier your brain is going to find it when you actually come to have that conversation. You can use this type of mental imagery exercise for really any area of your life, anything that you're trying to learn or get better at doing. And the benefit is, is, you know, sometimes it's hard to actually practice these situations in real life. We don't always get a lot of opportunities to practice presentations or practice having difficult conversations without actually jumping in and doing them. But if we can use this mental imagery, this mental practice, it really is a great way to train your brain to help get your confidence muscle stronger, to help get those skills stronger, to help get your brain more efficient. So when it actually comes time to do the thing, to have that conversation, to get up in front of that group and present, to talk to that person you've been avoiding, your brain's going to be ready. It's going to have had all the practice that it needs. It's going to know what to say. And even if you still feel a little bit nervous, which you're probably going to, that's okay. Having gone through this mental practice really will set you up for success. Few quick tips to train your brain even faster with this mental imagery. Remember, the key component is to make this picture you have in your mind as vivid as possible. You really want it to be almost like you're there in the moment. You want your body to feel like you're there. Remember I talked about those swimmers where they do the research and find that their bodies react, their muscles react as if they're actually swimming when they're doing this mental imagery? That's what you want your body to do as well. You want it to feel like you're there in the moment and that's going to train your brain faster. Just thinking about it kind of half-heartedly, not really putting in that full effort, that full as if you're there experience isn't going to train your brain as well. So thinking about, again, what you see, what you feel, what you smell even, what you hear, and how your body reacts, getting that really strong emotional reaction is going to help your brain learn faster. So if you're mentally practicing giving a presentation, for example, and you start to feel your stomach doing flip-flops, that's a good thing. That means your body's having that strong reaction, so your brain's going to learn even faster. You want your body to feel as if you're actually there. And that's going to signal your mind to learn. And when you get to that situation, you're going to feel those flip-flops again in your stomach and your brain's going to say, oh yeah, I've done this before. I know exactly how to react and what to do. So make it as vivid as possible. Practice. It's not going to come easy the first time. Like I said, it's going to feel a little bit weird. It's going to take some practice until you get used to this. But over time, just like an athlete, just like an actor, just like a musician, you will learn to practice effectively. Your brain will get better at better at doing this mental imagery and it will get easier and easier. So much so that you're able to just jump into that routine. You're able to jump into that mental practice and use it more effectively in your daily life. So don't forget to practice. Confidence is a skill just like any other skill. If you're struggling with confidence and want more strategies to conquer your inner critic, check out my new five-day confidence bootcamp how to retrain your brain from self-doubt to self-confidence. Each day, you'll get a video lesson from me and a worksheet to help guide you through five actionable strategies to increase your confidence. And bonus, it's free. 
just head on over to drnicolebyers.com forward slash bootcamp to sign up. That's drnicolebyers.com forward slash bootcamp. I'll put the link in the show notes too. Okay, let's wrap it up. Today, we talked about how you can train your mind like you train your body. And one mental training strategy to boost your self-confidence, which is mental imagery. Doing that mental practice in your mind of whatever that scary activity is that you're wanting to build your confidence for. The next time you need a jolt of confidence, give this a try. Again, it's going to take some practice, but your brain will be quick to catch on. And you might be surprised how fast your confidence grows. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. Thank you.